0: Agree that being an effective leader is no easy task. And now let's add leading a team remotely. With the advent and the trend of work from home, becoming an effective, impactful leader has become that much more complex. So today, and let's also be clear that being an effective leader is more than just lead, it's more than just leading. You can't just manage your team. You need to lead them. And to be an effective leader, you need to be able to inspire them, empower them, and encourage them and encourage them, not just give them tasks to do and then mark it off as they complete tasks. So today, in the Waystep Wardrobe studio, we're gonna be talking about how the, what are the best practices when you're leading a team remotely. But you know the drill. If you want to be part of that conversation, you're going to have to stick around to learn more. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Bartanian, an attorney turned personal style expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style and dressing them for success. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Hi, Virtual Nation, welcome to another episode of Waste Up Wardrobe, episode 33, where we're gonna be talking a little bit about leadership and leading a team. Uh, Now that we're mostly all working remotely, and for the most part, we are sort of shifting, our world is shifting towards a remote work space, leading a team has become even more important to explore and to understand what best practices to implement to, to lead a team effectively, and successfully so today we're going to be focusing on just that and before i move forward i just want to say thank you to rick Moscoso, who's the producer of the show who will be making an appearance or two today as we talk through this conversation because he has a lot of experience leading teams in different arenas and even you know small groups and large groups and he'll have a lot of light to shed on this topic also remember we're on itunes so subscribe and um, if you are so inclined and you listen to one of the episodes you know go ahead and review us and uh, and uh, let us know how we're doing We want this to become a a source and a resource for everybody that is really trying to dial in their at-home virtual office and really make it super successful in all areas, mind, body, and soul. We talk about mindset, and we also talk about what to wear on camera, but it's not just about the clothes. It's about everything that goes into this box. So, Also know that we are on YouTube, so you can subscribe to the show there, Waste Up Wardrobe um, Show on YouTube. You can also find us, Waste up wardrobe on Instagram and, uh, on our website at waste up wardrobe.com. And, um, you know, let us know how we're doing. We want to be helpful to the audience and we want to bring you all that information and all those key experts that can help you really elevate. Thank you for being here again and drop those comments in the box because we want this to be a dialogue. Today is going to be um, an exchange of information and ideas of what are the best practices that you as a leader have found to be in your practice and in your remote work or you know best practices and feedback in what to do or not to do if you were under the uh, the 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 under a particular leader that did it really well or maybe could have used some improvement so let's go ahead and start this conversation and really uh, dive deep into leadership in a remote world. so why is it so much harder? as a leader to lead remotely, Uh, you know, as it is being an effective leader is not an easy task. It is complex and involves so many things. And I believe that the most important thing when you're leading a team, let's say outside of a virtual and remote space is that effective communication. Communication is really key. And one of the things that many great leaders are really good at is this ability to communicate. And, um, and the hardest thing to do is, is, is do this virtually. So communication in a virtual world. So you're taking that step further. So communicating through this camera lens, with a team. And we're going to be talking a little bit more about that. But before we move forward and just to explore this idea, I'd love for Rick to pop on here and give us his sense of communication when it comes to being a leader in a remote world. So Rick, are you there?
1: I am here. How are you doing, Christine?
0: doing well. And uh, thank you for being a part of this episode. You know, you are uh, an amazing leader, leader yourself. You've taught me a thing or two about leadership in the remote world. And actually, you've taught me a lot about the remote world. And so I know you lead multiple teams and, you know, social circle teams, but also, you know, networking groups and so forth. Can you give us your sense of that ability for a leader to communicate. I just want to isolate communication as a whole and talk about that first.
1: Yeah, I think the main point, the main, the the, the key to becoming a good leader is also being a really good listener. You know, throughout my career, I've had multiple leaders in corporate and in volunteer organizations and those types of things. And I can tell you the bad ones are the ones who don't listen very well it's their way or the highway, basically. And it's, uh, it's very difficult to build a trusting, cohesive team, if that's how it's going to be, if you're not looking for feedback, or collaboration, or, or, you know, if there's not a two way communication going on, then, you know, you just have a bunch of people, you just have a group of people just doing mundane things throughout the day.
0: Yeah. You're absolutely right. I completely understand that. And when I talk about communication, you know, communication is a two-part process. It's a give and take. It's what you say and how you, you know, even with your non-verbal communication, and how you're able to receive and listen. So you make a really good point. The communication is a two-way thing. It's a two-way street. You want to be able to absorb and listen what your you know your teammates uh your your your, the the people members of your team are trying to convey to you with an awareness so that you are able to really intentionally and really be able to listen but also be able to come up with solutions and and direction so you know so you make a really interesting point about that communication being a two-way street uh, and listening is such a big part of it uh, I would like to define a little bit of the difference between leading a team and managing a team because I think it's really critical to what you just said, that, that ability to listen. You know, there's a difference between leading a team effectively and just managing a team. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, I, I can give you some feedback from my experience on both, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's, 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 it's really... It's really something that has to work hand in hand. If you have the ability to manage a team, you're really managing processes, in my mind. You're managing processes. You're managing um, things to achieve a milestone or a goal or a financial um, goal at the end. But in order to do that, you have to be a good communicator, a good team builder uh, to do that. So uh, one of the... um, one of the uh, people that I quite funny is Simon Sinek. And he talks about leadership. He talks about uh, he's got a great uh, TED talk on leadership and how to create trusting teams. And without the ability to create a trust team, then the end goal or the end process really suffers. Because there, you know, your team isn't isn't focused on The same end goal as you are
0: right so it's so funny you bring up Simon Sinek because I in preparation for this episode I was listening to or just kind of I took a window into one of his team meetings and I was watching as he led his team and and just seeing how they do it in his business and his group and it was very interesting that his name comes up now with you because he obviously isn't a leader in this arena of of how to lead effectively remotely and he's you know his team is one of those teams that is used to being remote. So when we went into this new trend of of working remotely from home there was i see the world as three categories right there was the people who were used to leading remotely there was the people who were choosing now to lead remotely and there are the people that were forced to Lead remotely, or even like be remote in general, and you know, depending on which category you fell into, you were in a totally different boat on how to really lead effectively and and really you know go through the process of um, of trying to communicate well with your team and really establish some processes and systems. And we're going to be talking more about that and best practices. So you know. From my perspective, when you talk about managing and and leading, I see that leading is a a really good leader inspires their team, they encourage them and they empower them, they don't just give them tasks, and then check it off as they complete tasks, they really are focused on being an inspiration. Leading by example in some ways, but also being a listening ear, just like you said right now, and also being there to encourage the, their team to be better and to reach their goals that are part and parcel of the whole team goal, and that I think is really important to understand when you are switching from leadership, um, you know, in the in the traditional way of leading a team in an office setting to remote, because. You have to even be more aware of that. You have to be aware about how do you inspire through this camera lens because it, it, it's harder, don't you think?
1: Yeah, it is. It is very hard, and you know if that's where you're starting, then it's it's tough. It's challenging uh, because you know you're not as a leader, you're not in front of your, your people. They don't see how you carry yourself once you turn off the camera. They don't see what you look like in a natural setting, right? And so those types of things are even more important as a virtual leader, uh, as Simon Sinek says, and it's, this would apply virtually and also in, in person. He, he believes that in order to be a good leader, you have to find a way or you have to create a culture where the people that you're leading operate at their natural best. So they're not faking it. Right, and it's easy to fake it on the other side of the camera, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'll I'll take a twist on this, right? Um, I don't know what you're wearing, waist down, but I'm in jeans and and uh, my my uh, flip flops, um, so I can kind of fake it because you don't see it. But if you're not creating that right culture as a, as a leader, especially virtually, then everyone that's following you is really just going to fake it. Uh, they're not only that, they are less apt to be more open, they are less apt to be more productive because they don't want to make a mistake. Right. They're, there's a fear of making a mistake or being responsible for something, even if it's not your fault. Um, it's, it's really tough and, and that's, a, that's a barrier that's created. If you're not creating trust, trusting teams as a leader um i i can give you uh uh, an example so i am an officer at the elks lodge here in in orange county one of them and we are all not compensated to do what we do we're a volunteer organization we choose to be and do what we what we do down there for the community and so the only payment that we get is gratitude there's no financial gain um we're, we're appreciated by the gratitude that our members at the community, and other officers around us give us. And so um, it, it's really important, I think, in, in, in in knowing that because that for us, that's what creates this trusting team, we have a leader who sees that is who's not driven by ego, he's driven by creating a culture by creating a team that trusts each other. And so we're in lockstep in doing what's, uh, what's good for not only the lodge, but for the community out there. And it's important because leadership changes every year. And so if we we create this team culture with the officers and with the volunteers that are that uh, uh, show up for events or to help run the lodge, then, you know, years down the road, when we're out of those positions that same culture will still be there that same those same trusting teams will be there because of the the mindset that we've created and the culture that we've created it's it's uh, it's going to be there for a long time
0: yeah and uh, when you say culture, it's really interesting because as I was thinking about the best practices that I've seen done and I've seen leaders you know, put into place and, and some of the things I've implemented when I uh, run my teams is is really the consistency, creating consistent processes and, and systems. And that really goes back and falls back on the culture you want to create. So mm-hmm. those go hand in hand and, you know, just in my view, leading a team remotely is really not an easy task in the sense that you have to be so much more aware. You have to be so much more in tune and sensitive to each individual on your team as the leader of the group. And you have to, it requires you to put in systems and processes to really create that cohesive cohesive group and create that culture that then you can create you know, systems from from and and create that consistent touching of each other, you no longer have that day to day interaction in the office, you have to create something something has to replace that to really get that communication and connection going. Yeah. And, you Can know, I
1: add something to that because I think yeah. you brought up an important point, you have to be in tune with the people that you're leading. Um, I don't know if you ever watched the movie hunt for red October, have you? Yeah, okay. So you know, that uh, towards the uh, when when the Dallas and uh, is following the red October, silently, they don't know they're behind them. And all of a sudden, the red October does a crazy Ivan. I don't know if you remember that. But the cra- a crazy Ivan to a Russian subdriver is they'll suddenly turn around and do a 180 to see if there's anyone following them, right? And so that's a good lesson for a good leader is that if you're not doing a crazy Ivan, if you're not turning around to see who's following you every once in a while, then you know that's not really a good measure of how leader you are. So turn around every once in a while and see if your message is resonating and if your team is following you. Uh, because if, if, if you just go blindly forward and not look to see who's behind you, you may be, the, you may be alone.
0: And then you're not leading a team anymore. It's like that's, a team leader. That's it. <laughs> nobody, that's right. there's really no team. That's so right. that's an interesting point. Cause you know, you want to maintain the cohesiveness and that everybody is following your lead rather than you're leaving everybody in the dust. So I, I that is a really good analogy, a, a crazy Ivan. You want to make sure that you're doing <laughs> that every once in a while, to make sure that you've got your teammates, you know, still uh, taking your lead. Um, I love that you mentioned Simon Sinek, of course, like I said earlier, and I'd love to. Do you think we can uh, put the link to the TED Talk in the chat at some point here, Rick, after the show?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: I think that, it, you know, he's a really good example of what leadership should look like. And um, I always learn something when I when I um, listen to him or just kind of read about him. Uh, you know, so here's the thing. It boils down to communication, right? It, it really boils down to communication. That's what we've, we've discussed so far, and connection. So those two Cs: communication and connection. And from talking to different leaders and listening to different leaders and diff- that lead different size uh, groups. And it doesn't, you know, we, we can talk about a leader who leads a hundred people, but also even leading a small group of five or or four is still. Uh, it's still important to really be in tune and and really, you know, follow some best practices. So I kind of narrowed down the the idea of uh, leadership to some practices that I think have been successful. And um, I kind of want to share that with the audience. And I feel like the first step in really, truly being able to lead a team is, you know, to build something, you know, we can call a home base build a home base. And what does that look like? Well, you want some tools built into the home base, some concrete tools like a communication tool. So a tool like Slack uh, is like a real-time connecting uh, tool. It can keep team members in constant contact with each other in real time. And that could be very valuable because, you know, obviously, Again, we're not in an office setting. We don't have that day-to-day interaction. We're not hanging out with each other in the cap in the coffee room, but we want to sort of simulate that. And having a communication tool like that can really help. The other thing, another tool that I think has been really helpful to me as a leader of a, of a, you know, relatively small team, but still. Leading, nonetheless, is a, 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 a like a project management tool, like Trello or Asana, or you know there are so many out there on the market. I seem to i I find Trello to be very user user friendly for me, but the you know the the honest truth is that I just started using Trello and it just got easier because it was. Uh, you know, I got better at using it. But, you know, all the tools out there, the project management tools, and I know Rick will have more. Uh, actually, Rick, why don't you, do you have any other tools rather um, in addition to, to Trello that you like to use that help with project management as a group? Uh,
1: you know, for me, Trello has worked out really good. Uh, yeah. I, I find myself using that more and more for uh, collaborating with with clients just so can, they can see milestones and, and timelines. Uh, another one that I use with a nonprofit—it's actually their system. Uh, they use Microsoft Teams, has integrated uh, a number of different things into that, including project management and, and uh, team collaboration. Um, it's kind of a souped-up version of of Zoom and Trello put together, and and. There's a lot of different other ones you know you just have to find one that really works and manages your time and efforts well if you if you're managing a team and uh, you know Trello is a great place to start because it's free and then if you find something better that will help you or that has some additional features then then do that I think the point is you you rather than scratching it on a piece of paper and then forwarding a Word document to everybody, you know, use something online because it's much smoother, it's much easier, it's more timely and uh, everyone can see um, progress in real time.
0: Right. And Trello is, you can do, you can start uh, a, you know, an account with Trello by just going to Trello.com. And we can put that into the comment box if uh, just for the viewer to kind of play around with that and see if that works for them. So that management tool is really key. And I know you and I use that Rick when we're really planning the show. So even though, even though this is not the, the traditional team, we are sort of a team, a team of two Mm -hmm. people who are really trying to manage things in a place in one place where, you know, we don't have any other distractions, we're not communicating any other way, we're really putting everything that we're working on in that space so that we don't miss anything. So it's really been a very helpful tool. Yep. Uh, in a, was there something else you wanted to add to that, Rick?
1: No, not at all. I mean, I think it's great because, uh, l- let me just give uh, the viewers an example here in the show because we we track everything from episode creation all the way to finalizing the episode and that means prepping it for iTunes getting it ready for the blog um, and posting it to the blog and then finalizing any notes any final notes that that you want to put in it or any um, uh, time codes uh, overviews that we want to put in it so Christine and I don't have to be on the phone all the time saying where are we with this or you know where are we with that we can just look at trello and boom we we see exactly where it is in the timeline
0: yeah great great uh, project management tool i I really really enjoy using it it's kept me on task and, and really organized another thing that is a best practice you know in addition to a project management tool and you know something like a communication tool like we spoke about earlier is regular video meetups you know on zoom having a month a, a weekly actually uh, a weekly zoom meeting with your team is so important you need that face to face even though it is through the camera you want to be able to do a, a welfare check how are things going how are you feeling what's going on in your personal life you know uh, that is a that is so important for that connection that you need to build with the team and the awareness and the and and a leader being in tune with their their team members. So having a regular video meetup via Zoom or another platform is really important for that important face time that you and you get to have with the te- your team members. Also, another tool that has been really great to, to really work on um, as, a, as, a, as a cohesive group in a team is having a, a, a cloud-based storage system. So this is interesting because I, for the longest time, with my you know with my small team of two i would you know be be doing a lot of my inventorying and sending back and forth excel sheets and what was happening was we were getting errors because we were sending these massive excel sheets of inventory uh through you know email and we 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 ran into some technical difficulties errors and things that really uh took so much time to fix So what we ended up doing with the help of my super genius assistant was we created that same, you know, inventory system in Dropbox. And so what Dropbox did for us is that it became this alive, um, hub, this cloud based hub where. If, if, if my assistant changes something, it automatically changes and I see it in real time. And that was everything. So having a cloud based storage system instead of just putting things on your computer, sending things through, you know, email is so important. It streamlines so many things for the team and it makes your life so much easier. And it keeps you all on the same page and you don't have all that frustration that somebody changed something and then somebody else missed it. And then it creates a bigger problem. And finally, when it comes to tools, right? We talked about we're talking about you know the the Zoom platform for meeting face to face and and having a cloud based system to have a place where everything gets changed in in real time. Uh, finally, having a common calendar can make life so much easier. Having a common calendar that you can go on as a leader and see that one of your teammates is blocked out for vacation or might not be there or there might be some dates coming up that you need to be aware of um, is really important because that way it helps everybody sort of be on the same page. And in some ways, you know, this this, this trend towards moving to at-home work and virtual work has actually enhanced our lives because we may or not have used some of these tools before when we were in the traditional office. Now we are really reverting to, you know, really utilizing the tools that we have access to, like a common calendar and a cloud-based system that everything is live on and, you know, Zoom. There's so many different opportunities right now to really enhance the experience of, team management and and projects and and completing projects and getting to your goals and getting to the team goals so rick actually i kind of would love to hear your perspective on that with some of these tools that i've outlined and if you have any experience with them or if you have any more to add to that
1: yeah i mean i use google uh i'm sorry i used dropbox in the past um and that's worked really well another more common tool that most people have is Uh, Google like if you're if you're well you don't even have to have a Gmail but uh, Google Docs or Google Sheets Google Sheets is great because you can see live up-to-date changes in like your inventory if you had it on there I do that all the time with uh, giving the kitchen at the lodge their um, their order sheet so they know inventory wise how it changes based on reservations what to order towards the end of the week for the meal service for the weekend and it's all real time and you're not exchanging docs uh, documents you're not emailing documents and then not knowing which one's the most recent and that's the most confusing thing so you know online collaboration tools like that are great Uh, and i agree with the calendar a shared calendar Uh, i i use almost everything google so for me that that's what works for me and so we uh, we also share uh, a calendar where all of us have admin rights to it so we can update as needed or and everyone can see what's going on for the month or months months ahead and so i uh i think you do something similar with with uh ical but um, we use google calendar so my kids even though they don't even live here they can see remotely what's what's going on uh with the family and we just share it to them so they can There's no conflicts when they wanna come down and visit and that sort of thing. So it it works great for us and it works great for small organizations as well.
0: The reason I started out with this idea of building a home base in terms of tools and um, systems is because I really truly believe that having a home base is sort of like an anchor. It's an anchor for all the projects you're working on together. It keeps everybody cohesive and communicating in an efficient way rather than, you know, somebody sending a text here or an email there. You really have this one hub that you go to and it ensures that your team is is in this this space together. You know, albeit it's electronic, it's still you're still in the space together. And it becomes sort of this living breathing space you know you're constantly it's constantly evolving constantly being changed and 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 updated and it really feels that you have this pulse in the in the team it's even though it's it's a remote office you still have this pulse and the members are communicating and they're adding ideas and they're just they're so they're organized and they're also eager to use the tools because it makes life so much easier and now that you've built the home base with some of these tools or all of these tools, the next thing is really to, you know, put them into use, right? Uh, you know, you know, put them into use and start using all these things. So some of the things that, you know, you you would start with is to, to make it super easy, is, you know, that one on one Zoom meeting once a week with the team. I feel like that could be the basic thing that everybody should really be doing as a team. What it does is it keeps the team connected. You get to have that face-to-face. It enhances the ability to communicate. Again, a little bit harder to do through the camera, but it's still a mode of communication. And if if as a leader you're doing it right, then, you know, you can get a great connection with your team. So one of the things that you I use my weekly Zoom meetings with my team to do is really first thing really at the up, at the top of the week is we talk about personal things how are you how was your weekend what did you do you know sort of like that welfare check that I, that I referred to earlier you know because as a leader it's really important for you to to kind of be in tune with what's going on emotionally and personally in in your in your members, your team members' lives, because that stuff affects work, and it's important for you to have a pulse on that and to have an understanding. It doesn't have to be a very deep, invasive lack. You know, there's obviously there's the boundaries of privacy, but just to be there for uh, the people that you're leading and your team members is really important. And for the team members themselves to be there for each other. So always like check in, personal check-in. The other thing that we do is, you know, some of those um, high fives or encouraging words or thank yous. Uh, the gestures of gratitude, a team member may have done something that really made another team member's life easier and really recognizing that is so important by the team members to each other, but also as a leader. So really giving people kudos and, and letting them know that you've recognized that they made your life or the life of a team member easier is so important. It makes people feel rewarded and it makes them feel heard and it makes them feel appreciated. So that's important too during a meeting. And then you go into some of the administrative stuff, right, the discussing the ongoing project. So the, t- the that, that top of the week meeting on Zoom usually is a hello and how is everybody doing? And then the next thing is, okay, what are the projects we're working on now? Let's talk about some ideas and some ideation. Let's talk about what the challenges are that some of us are, are running into when it comes to the project and let's give feedback to each other of how maybe we can meet those challenges. Of course, the leader has to be the coordinator of this event to the, of the, the meeting. And so that liaison and connect everybody's ideas together and help them really develop those ideas. Also, discussing future growth. Where do we go from here? How do we uh, get to those goals, those individual goals that each team member has that really contributes to the big picture goal of the company? And to, to really be able to focus in on that with each of the members and with the leader there and the supervisor, the person that is, you know, the person you, you answer to is so powerful because it feels like you're in it together. And, um, and that's really important when you're trying to make that connection with your team members. And finally, you know, projects that are finished. We talk about that at the b- top of the week, the projects that are finished and debriefing on that and also trying to figure out what we did that we could have done better. But what we did that was super successful, so we can repeat that. And so, Rick, I don't know if you have a system of meeting with team members uh, in any of the circles that you belong to, uh, because I know you are an independent contractor and you do work separately for different clients and you have separate groups that you lead. So do any of these resonate with you in terms of when you're meeting? Do you have meetings, regular meetings with some of your team members on these, you know, uh, as a regular basis? I can't hear you because your voice is off.
1: Oh, that was my bad. <laughs> I muted myself. Uh, yeah, I do that on a, on a frequent basis. Um, I don't I I have other uh, contractors that, that I subcontract to. So no one really on a regular basis. But I do have an attorney, a friend of mine who does uh, a lot of the legal stuff for my for my business. Um, and we also happen to do another sh- show together, another live stream together. But uh, in, in addition to them, uh, I do have a few other ones that we do talk on a, on a regular basis about business about um, collaborating ideas and, and things like that. I can I can tell you, though, let me give you an example. So because I'm a small, um, uh, you know, business entrepreneur, um, I can tell you that my wife manages a, a huge team across the country for a medical company. And because she's been pretty much virtual, uh, for the last year, she used to travel quite a bit and go across the country and visit her team and, you know, work on different high level, uh, accounts. But now that she's been home, it's been a little bit more challenged, but what she does on a regular basis is that at the end of the week, um, uh, if, almost always they will get together she'll get together with her team and whoever can get together on a zoom call um they'll just have a quick you know 20 minute happy hour um, just kind of kick back celebrate any any goals or any achievements for the week and just and whoever can hop on they'll just they'll kick back uh, with a cocktail and just it's a it's a it's a time where can they they can just relax she can uh, appreciate them sh- you know shower them with gratitude and uh, no business just you know they're just socializing but it's uh, important because while some of them do still go out into the field and they're in doctors' offices they are in hospitals uh, they you know it's it's limited and for tammy now that she doesn't travel much anymore because of the situation we're in it's just a way of connecting with everybody make, making sure that yeah I, i've got your back i'm here to relax with you you know there's 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 uh, uh no demands on you today let's just just kick back and have some fun
0: Yes, exactly. I'm hoping that we can get Tammy on the show so she can tell us some of her best practices. Because of the the, the, the size of the team that she really manages, that that can complicate things a little bit. But again, falling back on the systems. And it's so interesting, as I was preparing for today's episode, I kept thinking just from the things I've been working, that I've seen others work on that have been working for them and things that I've implemented that work for me, that it really boils down not only to communication, but communication for the purpose of connection. So communication, connection, and really being consistent. Mm-hmm. The consistency. So those three C's: communication, connection, and consistency really help you become a very impactful leader. And I bring in consistency here because I'm going to talk about that that, that Trello t- tool, right? A, a, a project management tool that you know, after you know, you got the Zoom meetings on a weekly basis. Your project, you're managing your projects with a system like uh, a project management system like Trello and what's beautiful about that is that it you know again you're coming back to that one hub it keeps everybody organized and it keeps everybody consistent everybody knows they can go they can rely on that one hub to learn everything they need to know about the ongoing projects about what's going on people's lives about what's going on today and tomorrow and you know for those bigger Bigger goals that have been set as a team. So, consistency is so important. And the other thing is, um, as a, as a, you know, as a something that goes hand in hand with this consistency and being able to use these project management tools is eliminating other distractions. And what I mean by that is, you've got a project management tool, don't DM your teammates something some important information that re- is in regards to the project don't text them don't email them put it all in your project management a tool because that can be a distraction if you are <clears throat> excuse me if you are putting out all this other information all these other types of communication first of all you're leaving out other team members that need to maybe know or be aware of what's going on but also you're creating this this distraction where things can fall through the through the cracks and you don't want that when you are a cohesive team you really want to be all on the same page so eliminating the dms and texts the texts, and the and um, all these other ways of communicating and kind of keeping it into the hub is really important so that you can become this well oiled machine you're not derailed from you know the ultimate goals that the team is trying to accomplish and i know just uh, rick will probably laugh at this because him and I, you know, when we started having a, a, a project management system, I would send you random things everywhere. I would be like, okay, here's this email, and here's a photo, here's a picture we need to use for assets in a folder, and here's this, and here's that. And you're like, Well, Christy, could you please just put it in the Dropbox? Could you just just put it right there? I'm like, oh, okay. And so I really caused a little bit of chaos and a lot of inefficiency doing that. And there were quite a bit of things that fell through the cracks. Things like I would say, I sent that to you, Rick. And you're like, well, I didn't get it. And I was like, but I did. And the reason is as a leader or as, as a project leader in that instance, I was really just not doing it well. I wasn't adhering to the rules that we set out to do. And, um, and, you know, and we realized, and we were challenged, but very quickly we fixed that. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, do you have a, do you have a perspective on that, Rick? And how much. No, I mean, what we
1: went through is very common, especially if you're not used to collaborating in that way. Right. Not having a system, a common system. Um, and I think, I think in order to get that consistency, it has to be established up front, Uh and, and just, implemented all the time. Uh, I'll get from clients, you know, for our if we're in Trello, and they have suggestions, or if they have uh, assets that I need for projects that they're working on, they'll text them to me just like, you know, like we went through. And I'll ask them, even though I have the asset in hand, I'll ask them, can you put that in Trello so I don't lose it? Well, I, I mean, I typically won't lose it, but I'm trying to get them into the habit of dropping stuff there. So it's in a common place. So then they're not asking me, Hey, did I send that picture to you? I I don't know if I sent that logo to you or not. It's like, well, if it's in Trello, we can both look and it's there, right? And we can confirm it. So it just streamlines the process. It's we're less apt to drop the ball or things fall into the, you know, through the cracks and just much more efficient for especially for our time these days, you know?
0: Yeah. And it was important before you know the workforce sort of transformed into this trend of work at home it was important to do that then you know when you were leading a team if you're using one of these project management tools but even more important now because we don't have that face-to-face where we can confirm things in the office we can't walk i can't walk into your office and say hey did you get this you can't you know calling each other is so inefficient all the time because we all have different things that we're working on so So it was really important to really get that consistency going and being very disciplined about that. And you know, once that was that happened, it really made a difference. Because here's the other thing, eliminates a lot of frustration. You know, and one of the things that interferes in a good leadership and a good team cohesiveness is you know insta- instances where you're frustrated with your team members or with your leader or with the people that work or working for you or with you right when you aren't on the same page when you aren't doing things <clears throat> to make each other's lives easier and more seamless then the communication is breaking down and uh, you get frustrated and the frustration you know builds up and then we you know bad things happen so so it is really important to to keep that in mind as as something that could really derail a team, you know, it can derail a team if you're not being consistent with that. And there's a lot of other things that actually can derail a team. And I just want to briefly talk about that because they are so important. Things that you don't really even think about as a leader, but things like, you know, fear and the mental and emotional uh, things that your, your, your team members are going through. For instance, at a time when like in twenty twenty when people were fearful of being of getting sick and they you know, because of the pandemic that twenty twenty experienced, that affected them and affected them ability to work. So being in tune as a leader with those those issues is really important because you want your team members to know that they have an open line of communication with you and that you actually understand what they're going through emotionally. So if you don't, if you kind of close the door to that as a leader, you can derail the cohesiveness of your team. And and so, and of course, that's not desirable and it doesn't really lead to good leadership. The other thing is that awareness, right? We talked about awareness and being in tune with them, which is sort of tied into what I just said. And you have to be flexible as a leader. So if you're not flexible, that can derail your team pretty easily, pretty fast, because things happen, especially when you're working remotely. You know, you're living in a, in a space at home where, you know, there's so many distractions. The dogs might be barking. Uh, there might be an emergency that arose. Somebody might be knocking at the door. You know, uh, there's elderly people. Parents that live with you, children, of course. So there's so many distractions, and if as a team leader you're not flexible and you don't understand how to, you know, overcome those and and be patient with your team members, then you know you there could be some friction there, and that could derail the team. So it's really important to 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 know to really be aware of that as a team leader. And here's the thing, you know, we we used to say in the traditional working world, don't take your work home. I don't know if anybody was experiencing that when people left the office they tried to leave the work at the office not bring it home. Now everybody was really good at that and not being good at that was you know led to unhealthy things. It led to being a workaholic or not being able to turn it off or shut off your your work your mind from working and continually you know being on. But now home is work and that is remarkable right we were trying to turn it off and come home and have that separated have those clear boundaries but now there are no boundaries and i would love your take on that rick because as i was pondering this you know leadership flexibility being able to you know uh, be flexible with your, your your team members i thought yeah gone are the days where you say leave work at uh, leave work in the office right what do you think about that
1: yeah i was going to ask you the same thing (laughs) i I, for 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 me you know i was in the corporate world for a long time and uh i don't know 12 years ago when we had dylan i transitioned to in uh at in-home office and so a lot of the stuff that i do outside of the field when i'm shooting videos or i'm doing production work i'm Uh, A room in our house that's set up as my office um, and editing like first thing in the morning and you know sometimes like till midnight at night and it's hard for me to at first it was hard for me to kind of set that you know I I couldn't leave work in the office because my office is in my home but you, you just have to be disciplined in creating time slots where at a certain time, I'm going to take a 15 minute break or 20 minute break, and I'm going to go for a walk, right? And so that's that's what I do. Like before the show, I was out on a walk, just to kind of clear my head, just uh, not think about anything production wise. And then uh, you know we tuned in. After we're done with this show, I'm going to go have some lunch, go on another walk, probably go out with my my son Dylan during his uh, during his break, and you know, there you just have to. You just block out time where you can sway from the stuff that you're doing in your office, whether it's uh, being on camera or, you know, doing reports or creating. You just have to get discipline, create the blocks, adhere. And, you know, at the end of the day, set a set a time when you're done, right? Set a time when you're done so now you can go and spend time with the family. You can have dinner with the family. Uh, and don't be so quick that as soon as dinner's done to come back to the office, to finish up, just put it away until tomorrow. It, it'll be there when, when you get back tomorrow. So, uh, you, you just have to be disciplined.
0: Yeah, Learning to unplug, you know, really is so important for leaders and for their team members and mm-hmm. to understand that everybody has to do that because yeah. now work is at home and we can't leave work at the office. Well, and- how do you
1: now? How do you do that? Because you know you're juggling three kids, um, and between what you're doing here and then taking care of the family and the house and all that stuff. I mean, how do you how do you block your so it's prioritized correctly where you're not feeling stretched in one way or the other?
0: Yeah. You know, I go through phases, I have to be honest. I mean, there are times when I am doing it really well and there's times when I kind of fall off the wagon, so to speak, and I have to reassess because life is really in flux. There's really this idea of being in control is not, it's, you know, it's not real. We all know this, right? But we try our best. And so I really have gotten a little more disciplined about blocking my time, blocking my downtime like you do uh, and I actually put it all on my calendar so I have parts of my day that are completely blocked for personal things even my own hobbies I block those on my calendar even things like you know uh, networking with friends or you know I block those on my calendar when I'm with the kids I try to be completely with the kids and I have to say it can be hard because as an entrepreneur your mind is really always creating these, you know, there's always mental impressions going on and one mental impression can lead to a great idea. So you wanna jump on it. So the, the the one thing that's helped me there because I do tend to, you know, if something comes to me and I want to really give it some attention, I write everything down. So I carry a journal with me, um, if I'm out, I have a small little pocket journal. And if I think of an idea and it's not really time for me to be, ideate, you know, creating ideas, I write it down so I don't forget. Or I have it in my notes in my phone because I don't want to miss those opportunities, but at the same time, you know, I want to free my mind to focus on what I'm doing at that moment. And it is very hard when you're somebody who's an overachiever or you have a lot of, of um, responsibilities, right? I mean, you say my three kids, yeah, I have three kids at home. My son is in college. He still takes up some of my time. It's so interesting. <laughs> He's in college and he'll call us and he'll, you know, like, what do I do about this internship? What I, so there's always something that changes the dynamics. And once you, you know, uh, if any if any of you out there are parents, you know, once you get into a routine, things change. So really, part of it, honestly, is being flexible and being forgiving with yourself, like deciding that even if you've created a system, that sometimes you have to shift the system. If it's not working, you have to tweak it. So that's that's sort of how I approach it. And I do really like blocking my time for things, but I always find that I always have to adjust, uh, you know, and just do the best I can. Mm-hmm
1: yeah so i i know it's uh this this is probably not a a best practice anymore but i remember when i was in corporate i can't remember the guy who was talking about uh prioritizing and getting more organized but we had a speaker in one of our national sales who was talking about prioritizing and and blocking time and uh, all down to when you check your email during the day right, and auto responses that go out. And he went as far as sending uh, auto replies that uh, because he would get hundreds of emails every day. And it's like, yeah. that takes a lot to go through all that stuff. And so he would have an auto reply that uh, and say, I, I received your email, I will be responding to emails between three and five o'clock this afternoon." Right. So then people knew, if they sent it in the morning, they knew that okay, I can expect a response around that time or maybe slightly after. And so he kind of got that that he set an ex, he set a an expectation for people that are e- emailing him uh, to know when they he, they were going to get their answer back. And so I don't know if that's a, applicable today, but in in the form of time blocking, really easy to to say if I'm if I'm going to be on a walk from four to five, and I get a call from a client saying, hey, can you send me an early version of this or can i you know can i see a draft of this and you know that hour blocked off for your personal time it's really hard to say if but it's okay to say no i mean that's yeah. it's important for you to know that it is okay to say no and and just tell them uh you know i'm tied up i'll do it you know i'll have it to you first thing in the morning uh because if if they ask it that time they're going to ask it again at another time when you probably have personal time blocked out and so it's just adhere to the schedule that you've blocked out for yourself because that personal time is really important
0: absolutely and you know as that is a really good um like idea to implement is really adhere to it, as hard as it is sometimes so just continuing this line of what are the things that can derail a team from really focusing and the other thing is that health and wellness right you you mentioned this earlier where Tammy your wife who is a team leader for a fairly large organization remotely through the nation um she sets up these really these this get, uh, fun easy conversational meetings right meetups so That is something that really every leader should foster in that with their team is fostering a fun and um, socializing hour. Maybe, you know, putting it out there to the team members. What games do we want to play on, you know, during this or what competitions can we do that can foster that socializing? And what books can we read that we can talk about? You know, really, maybe even a mastermind that is 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 productive, but more of a personal personal not related to business so having those meetings that aren't business related are also really important to keep everybody's mind in a a place where they can vent where they don't have to always be thinking about the job right uh the other thing that i think has derailed people or does tend to derail people is tech issues if you are somebody who's not used to uh, working virtually, having tech issues and being a uh, a member of a team. I mean, now we're getting better and better at managing those. But having tech issues can really give rise to a lot of anxiety for some people. And, uh, you, know, you know, we've experienced that on the show. We've experienced that in teams uh, where somebody drops off and then you're like, oh, gosh, you know, now they're not privy to what we're saying and how do we fix that for them? So they're not anxious about it. Uh, do you have a take on that, Rick?
1: You know, in today's technology world of live streaming or even just being uh, on Facebook Live or whatever platform it is, you can always always expect there to be a tech issue in one shape, one way, shape or form. So it's just, you know, you just have to accept that it's going to happen. Now, the challenge is to prepare for when it happens. Reality, you know, it's like no matter how much. And I prepare for this. Show. I always tell her, just in case. This, you know, prepare just in case. And so I'm glad we went through that preparation, because those things that we thought wouldn't ha- happen, and Christine was prepared. Right. So now that it's happened a couple times, now it's like it's no big deal because I know how to step in. That stressful thing, right?
0: Yeah, it's interesting that we're talking about technology issues right now, but because I don't know if you can see it, but you're having some disruption in your connection. I don't know if you can tell, but it's so it's so funny that we're talking about that right now. You're freezing, and you know, but that's that's life, right? That's reality. These things happen and you have to be prepared for them. And I remember you know, even losing the connection with a guest, but being able to really step in and take over in a way that is thoughtful until we were able to regain that connection. And, and that's really important, it's being prepared for it mentally, instead of going, oh, we lost that person. Oh, we lost that person. Oh, what do we do? Oh dear, now what do we do? Oh, should we just all go off? You, know, you don't wanna be caught off guard uh, and you don't want to be look like you're unprepared, especially if you're the leader or you're in a professional meeting. So, really, really important. So, as we wrap up all this, you know, here's the thing there, let, let's talk about the Waste Up uh, Water Weekly Wrap Up. A takeaway, a main takeaway is that you want to think about communication, connection. And consistency—the three C's—always think about that. As a leader, you want to be communicating well. You want to be connecting with your team members, and you want to be doing this consistently. All these tools that we gave you today—between you know the, some of the the cloud-based uh, the the cloud-based platforms and Zoom and the project management systems—all those things are tools that can help you stay consistent and stay connected and really enhance the communication. In a team if there's any tips that i can leave you with right now is you know do um be flexible with your team you know uh, and, and and empathize with them But i would say that would be the main tip you want to understand where everybody is at and you want to be able to make sure everybody feels like they are heard and that they are part and parcel of the team. They are an important part of the team. And the only way to do that is to be in tune with them and be aware as the leader. And, um, also if you were thinking of some action items, how do you get started as a leader? You want to change your process. You want to build in some systems. you want to build a home base? I would say pick one project management tool, subscribe to it, and put it right into use. You're not going to use it perfectly at the beginning, but put it into use and and, and just start playing with it. Don't feel like it has to be perfect right away, right off the bat, but start playing with it and start putting it into use. And sooner or later, you'll get used to it. It's like anything else. There's a learning curve. You know, like I said at the top of the show, we were in three categories when we started remote Uh, working when we went to this trend of of remote working, right? You were either in the category of people who were used to working virtually. You know, I was one of those people. I had already been doing a lot of things virtually. I've been doing big dream closet edits all virtually, building capsule wardrobe virtually because it allowed me to have clients all over the country. And so if you are used to working virtually, your transition was a little bit softer, right? And then there are the people who just, They thought, okay, I can do this. It's not that hard. They chose to be, uh, to work virtually and to really capitalize on this new virtual working world. And then there are people who had to be forced to really do it because it was uncomfortable. It didn't feel natural. They felt like they couldn't connect with people. How can they do it through the lens? But then- As they were forced, they were given tools, and everybody was doing it, and they finally started to see how this could be actually a positive thing. So no matter what category you're in, it's really important to really carve out this this ability and, and be able to hone the skill of leading a virtual team, especially if you're in a position where you have a team working with you. And you know what? Even having one or two members on a team, That makes you a leader in your business. So it's really important to hone that. So. If you put the hashtag lead and shine in the comment box, Rick and I are going to jump on with you on a uh, Zoom session, a 15 to 30 minute Zoom session where we're going to tell you about some of these tools and how we use them and really show you how to implement them in your very own business. We're going to be keeping this open live until the end of the day. So if you were listening to the replay and you put in the hashtag lead and shine, we will jump on a you know, one-on-one or, you know, the three of us will jump on a zoom strategy session and we will guide you through what the best tools to use are for you as a leader in your business. So there you have it. The waste Up wardrobe weekly a wrap up and the tools, the takeaways and the lead and shine, because we want you to be amazing leaders out there and really communicate and connect with your team members. And so, join us next week because we're going to be here again once again at the same time same place we're going to be talking to leaders who really dominate as leaders and do it really well uh we're going to be having a special guest who will be talking about what are the best practices they've used large teams that they've led and how the, the the pitfalls and the things that they have done well and that they would encourage others to do so If you're so inclined, join us next week, same time, same place, 1130 Pacific Time here at Waste Up Wardrobe on Facebook and invite a friend.